What's up, everybody? This is Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., and it's great to have you back with us again this week on the podcast. And we've been talking about how to speed up your financial harvest. You know, many people are waiting too long for what God has planned for their life, and God has a purpose for you. But if you don't receive the blessing of God, you will not be able to carry out your purpose on the earth. I want you to understand that the resources of heaven are made available to the believer so that they can be effective in carrying out God's purpose on the earth. Well, what is God's purpose? Reaping the end time harvest by the preaching of the gospel all over the world. And so if they don't have, if we don't have the resources of heaven, then we will not be able to do what God's called us to do. It is not a holy thing to stay poor. It is not a a humble thing to not have resources. It is just a sign that people have neglected the covenant details of God's word that would, when, when they're obeyed, will always bring you increase financially. And so it, it is a lie of the enemy to make you feel like you shouldn't have what God has prepared for you. Do you know when Jesus died on the cross, he died one time, but he accomplished three different things. You know, the Bible says that he that knew no sin became sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. And so part one of what he accomplished in the redemption plan was he brought freedom from sin. We do not have to live bound up by sin any longer, but now we're free through what Jesus did on the cross. Number two, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2 that by or with his stripes, you were healed. And so the second part of redemption's plan and process was Jesus took stripes upon his back and shed his blood on the cross of Calvary so that you would not have to suffer sickness and disease any longer. Sickness and disease are enemies of heaven. They have come into the earth through sin. And Jesus always treated sickness and disease as enemies. He always destroyed them and he always defeated them. And once and for all on the cross, he destroyed and defeated sin. That was the second part of the redemption plan. But thirdly, is the, there's something that people don't often talk about in religious churches, and that is the plan to prosper the body of Christ. People are afraid of that word. They think it's something bad. They think it denotes greediness or selfishness, but it does not. In fact, when you submit to God's plan, it shows true humility because you're saying, God, it's not about what I want for my life. It's about what you want for my life. And so the Bible declares that Jesus, though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that through his poverty, he would make you rich. And the word rich there does not mean spiritually rich. It is the Greek word plutos, which means to have natural physical wealth while here on the earth. Why? Because if you don't have more than enough to meet your needs, then you'll never have enough left over to push the gospel of Jesus Christ forward on this earth and to reach souls for the kingdom of heaven. And so there's resource made available, but the key is you shouldn't have to be waiting for years and years in order to receive the blessing that's promised to you. Now, 
in the last podcast, we dealt with the fact that the way that God gets the blessing to his people is through a system that he set up on the earth. And the book of Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, the Bible says that as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. And so there will never be a time in your life where the system of seed time and harvest don't work for you. They always produce The thing is, you've got to produce with them by obeying the instruction of God. The Bible says very clearly that whatsoever a man or a woman sows, that will he also reap. And so what you are reaping is going to be what you uh, have already sown. And so don't ever get this uh, mixed up in your mind. A seed always reproduces after its own kind. Nobody in their right mind goes out into a field and plants a bunch of watermelon seeds and then gets angry when apple tr- when when watermelon tr- uh, plants grow up rather than apple trees. Nobody stands out in the field and says, "Hey, where's my apple trees at? I planted watermelon seeds, where's my apples?" Nobody in their right mind does that because they understand that a seed reproduces after its own kind. When dogs get together and have babies, the babies are always other dogs. When cats do it, it's always other cats. When people get together and have babies, it's always people that comes out. And when God reproduces, he reproduces after his own kind. So when you sow financially into the kingdom, it will always come back as a financial harvest. And so we understand that. And we last in the last podcast, we talked to you about the fact that the more consistently you sow, the more consistently you will reap. You cannot confess that you will have daily blessings from God if you don't sow on a daily basis. But this week, I want to go a step further with you and talk to you about how to speed up your financial harvest in this way. And that is through asking God in faith for things to happen quickly. You know, some people don't ever ask God for big things because they don't believe they deserve to receive big things from the kingdom of heaven. But that is a lie. God actually likes it when his children petition him for big things because it shows him that we have faith that he can accomplish what he said he would accomplish. And so it's a giver's right. It is a giver's right to ask God for things and expect him to do what he said he would do. You know, the book of uh, Psalms chapter 118, David says something very interesting. He says, Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Send now prosperity. Now, some people would look at that and think, well, he was a little bit out of line asking God to do something now. Send now prosperity. But you've got to realize that David was not just one of God's men, but David was also a giver. He was a big giver. In fact, to this day, nobody on the earth has sown a seed into the kingdom of God as large as the seed that David sowed when he was compiling his riches and wealth to build the temple of God. He might not have gotten to build it personally, his son did, but he put the wealth and riches together in order to build that temple. And if you were to translate the riches and the wealth that he put together uh, in this generation, in today's economy, the amount of wealth and riches that he compiled was hundreds of millions of dollars that he sowed in one offering, in one offering. I think it's something like $600 million total is what he gave in today's money. Well, let me tell you something. When you're one offering equals 600 and some million dollars into the kingdom of God, you have a right to petition God to send prosperity. See, in the greater 
the greater levels of giving that you enter into, the more authority you have in the spirit realm to call things back to you. And many people get frustrated because they sow, but they don't sow largely, and they expect to call big things back into their life. Well, the level of the seed that you sow, it gives you authority to the level of blessing that you can call back. You can't drop a $1 bill into the offering plate every week and be expecting tens of thousands of dollars to come in and harvest. It doesn't work like that. To the, the Bible says to the, the degree that a man sows, whatsoever a man sows, if you sow sparingly, the Bible teaches you reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, the Bible tells us that we will reap bountifully. Asking is our right. The Bible says in the book of First um, Chronicles, there was a man named Jabez and he prayed this prayer and said to the Lord, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from all trouble. He asked God, and I find it very interesting that if you read that scripture, God didn't rebuke Jabez for asking him to bless. He said, in fact, God, the end of that verse says that God answered his request and blessed him indeed. Well, why? Because God wants you to ask him for good things and for great things. He wants you to do more for him than you've ever done before. And when you show yourself faithful by doing what he's asked you to do, he knows that you are the kind of steward that he can trust with his resources. And as a result, you just read in the parable of the master that left talents with his servants. And for one servant, he left 10 talents. In the other, he left two. And the final servant, he left one talent. But when he came back to check on how they'd invested their talents, the Bible says that the, the servant who had 10 talents had received a great increase and gave it back to his master. The servant that had two talents had received also an increase and gave it to his master. Whereas the servant that had one talent, the Bible says he buried it in the ground because he was afraid he would lose his talents. He was not a good steward over what God gave him, uh, the master gave him. And so the master reprimanded him and said, because you have not even gotten me the bare minimum of interest on my investment, I'm taking what you have and I'm going to give it to the person who made me the most. And so the principle in the kingdom of God is to him that has and is a good steward over what God gives him more things will be given to him. Increase comes to people that steward the things of God. And so when we ask God for big things, we should expect big things to come back. The Bible declares in the book of Mark chapter 11 and verse 24, that when you pray, you can ask God to do something miraculous in your life. I mean, do you believe that today? When you pray, miraculous things should begin to take place for you. If you're not expecting miracles to happen, then what are you expecting God to do? Less than the best? Or do you believe you serve a God today that can do the best in your life? See, that's the God we serve. A God that's not only uh, able to do great things for us, but a God that is willing to do great things for us. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says in uh, Mark chapter 11 and verse 24, I tell you, Jesus is speaking, you can pray for anything. And if you believe you've received it, it will be yours. Well, how do you get there? You have to first pray and ask God for him to do it. I want to show you a key scripture in John chapter 15 and verse number seven. The Bible says, Jesus is speaking again. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. 
And verse 8 goes on to say, when you produce much fruit, you're my true disciples, and this brings great glory to my Father. What brings glory to God? When you produce fruit for the kingdom. How do you produce fruit? By asking God to do great things and watching him accomplish his purpose in your life. James chapter 4 and verse 2 says that you need to make your requests known unto God. Don't be vague in what you're asking God to do. Ask for something specific. If you don't ask specifically, you'll never receive a specific answer. I could go to a restaurant and say, uh, just bring me some food. And they'd say, well, what kind of food do you want? i say, oh, just whatever. Just, I, just as long as it's food, bring me food. Well, I don't know what's going to come out on that plate. I'm hoping that it's something that I like. But when I ask specifically for something that I want, I want a steak, I want a filet, and I want it cooked medium rare. Then when I put my specific order in, I can expect when that waitress comes back with the tray and sets that plate in front of me, I'm not going to be getting fish that's overcooked. I'll be getting a filet that's cooked exactly how I specified because my asking, my request, it was also specific. And so many people need to understand about God. He wants you to be specific. That's why the Bible says, make your requests known unto God. Set specific goals and ask God to do specific things and set your faith on it. Faith is like a sniper rifle. It, it, it puts the crosshairs on something, even though it may, it may be very, you know, see the thing about a sniper rifle is it's not like a shotgun. A shotgun, you shoot a blast and the shot spreads out in a pattern and covers a large area. A sniper rifle, you can be three miles away from somebody and have a, a, a tiny crosshair set three miles away on a little target the size of maybe a quarter or a half dollar piece. And that target will be destroyed even from a long distance. Why? Because that rifle is built to be very, very accurate. And when you make your requests accurate, then guess what? Your blessing becomes exactly what you asked for. And so too many people are just praying shotgun prayers and it's just, you know, Lord, whatever you want me to have in my life, you know, just, I'll take whatever you have for me. I just, just, you know, give me the good things that you want. No, get specific, know the promises of God and petition him for them. And when you do, the blessing of God will come back to you and your life. Start asking God specifically for great things and you will see your financial harvest come back even quicker than it has in the past. Hey guys, I love you so much. I wanted to just quickly make mention before we go if you haven't done so already follow us on facebook it's ted shuttlesworth jr miracle word ministries follow us there you'll see all the videos we're constantly doing live videos you'll never miss a post also let me quickly say if you don't have the miracle word app quickly go to your app store as soon as this podcast is finished it's available for the apple uh, devices as well as the Google Play devices. So no matter which app store you have, I want to encourage you to download Miracle Word app and it includes Miracle Word Radio, which is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, digital radio station full of preaching, teaching, and it'll build your faith every single day. I want to say thank you to everybody who's supporting this ministry. We love you guys so much. Carolyn and I appreciate you. And with your help and God's help, we're going to continue to do more for the kingdom than we've ever done. I love you. Until next week, remember, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I'll see you next time.